0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 176 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, right? We're, no, here. No We're all here. Way. We're here. Well, uh, almost as crazy as that is, I didn't realize until just a little bit ago that today is Columbus Day or Indigenous People Day, if you prefer. And I think this parallels our current series here at the Hospital Church, text we love to misuse. Time has a way of bringing new understanding and ideas to life in ways we hadn't considered before, or maybe we've forgotten, or maybe we never really looked that close to begin with or took the time to consider other options. It's just history. Just like history, the facts and intentions behind these verses we're looking at haven't changed either. It's the Word of God, after all. And as Christians, we believe its contents to be divinely inspired and for us to understand and know our Creator. Also like history, sometimes it reveals things we'd rather not consider or certainly not apply to our physical or spiritual lives. This series has reminded us that historical context plays a primary role in our understanding of God and how best we can apply our understandings to our world. I hope you've been enjoying this as much as I have because actually this has been, man, other than maybe one or two others so far this year, I think this is my favorite one so far causing us yeah. to really dig His in the favorites just rotate, don't they?
1: They kind of do. They, and,
0: you know, they kind of do. Uh, well,
2: I have actually heard, you know, that from a lot of different people saying that this
0: was, this has just been fun to explore. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just something you don't, just like history, you just, oh, Columbus, you know, and then you read the story of Columbia. Columbus discovered America. Well, yeah, he tried to convince him that he was, you know, he found China and the Garden of Eden. I mean, he said a lot of things where, and eventually those tales just, and almost in folklore become, you know, a, some kind of truth that we just hold on to. So, all right, this week it was forgetting what is behind Philippians 3.13. Now this week, this is, we kind of were presented with a text that by Jeff's own admission, well, let me quote him here just so I don't give you the completely wrong impression. He said, <laughs> so it's not that our misuse of this text is bad theology, <laughs> Got that off our plate. It's just that when we miss the context, we also lose out on its intended meaning. And I, I love this text, the whole chapter, in fact. But because we aren't messing with the, you know, with theology here, when we misuse it or apply it poorly, what is it about this that makes its intended message so special? Because it's like, oh well, it's neither here nor there, really. I mean, if you did it mm-hmm. wrong, it's not like super bad, not like you're breaking a commandment. Bad. Why is this so important? Well well, first of all, what's interesting is it's almost the exact opposite
2: of how we normally use it okay. um uh, you okay. know because most of the time what we're doing is we're using this text as a sort of a pick me up way kind of um <laughs> you know you've you know all those things that you know got you stuck and doesn't <laughs> let
1: you move on It's just the opposite you're right jeff that's thats that's interesting I thought was, yeah. I was I listen your message. It's just like, wow, it's got some really great insight
2: yeah because what Paul's talking about is, and this is why it's so incredible that we understand its meaning, because if we constantly just go with it from that standpoint of, oh, this is me putting behind all of the things that all my failures, all my failures, all yeah. the things that I do, when in actuality, you say, Put no, all your successes, it's about your success, <laughs> and it's about your appraisal of your success. So, mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's almost as, as important in this whole thing is how we look at that. And then we use the illustration of Kodak. And then, you know, I didn't even, I said blockbuster, in you the, did. And, oh, man. <laughs> which is an interesting story hilarious. because that's We've, exactly the oh, same story.
0: It's the same story. Yeah. And we laughed so hard. I mean, I barely laughed on an yeah. accident. Heather looked at me and she's like, why are you so, so quiet? And I'm like, blockbuster. And yeah. he's like, What's blockbuster? And I'm like, oh no, oh no. (laughs) That moment where you feel
2: like really, really old. Well, as a matter of fact, after I I said that, I thought, you know what? I said that just as a, actually (laughs) actually just as a, what an adjective, I guess, or an adverb. But the point about Blockbuster was that they were actually approached by Netflix. Right. Exactly. And oh, yeah. if you look at the story, Netflix approached them saying, hey, we'll take the online stuff. You handle And they said, no way. We're not dealing with you. You're just a nothing. Why would we give Why you would anything? Why give you anything?
1: As I was listening to your message, because I wasn't here. I had listened to it actually earlier today. And I I just thought it's so apropos for churches. Yeah because we're hard on ourselves every because we know we know our foibles (laughs) so so we look at our denomination we think wow you know people think there's something when they're i think think more highly of themselves than they ought right but the reality is it happens in every group every group wants to be special wants to be sort of have an edge above have this you know this clout or this uh, special positioning and I just really enjoyed that in the message, you know, just forgetting what is behind. Yeah. All that's really—
2: Actually, you know, obviously when you read this thing in context, Paul makes it extremely clear up in verses 7, 8, and 9 that, that this is about your—you know, the, the way you think about your credentials and yeah. the way you think about your, uh, your prestige and your status— but one of the things that was was interesting in Barkley, uh, the commentary... And it's
1: William Barkley. You said Charles Barkley.
2: Did I say Charles Barkley? Right. Did I really? He, he, he plays went, basketball. He
1: went to the
0: paint hard <laughs> with this one. Oh,
1: my. <laughs> I noticed that, too. I forgot all about him. <laughs> I said Charles Barkley. It just cracked me up. I'm just That's like, many
0: uh, right, sports. Well, I'm post- glad just... that we're getting that clear now. <laughs> what's what's the uh, author's name? William? William, William Barkley. Bargley. So now, if you say William, I'll go back in and I'll overdub that, and then it'll just the words won't quite match jumped yeah, we'll in in the in the online That's methods.
2: funny. Okay, well, I didn't catch that one either.
0: Sorry. That's terrible.
2: Um, but anyway, William Barclay mentions that antinomianism, which is basically just, you know, living in a sense without law or an understanding of law or that there's no need for it. But the people of Philippi were looking at it from the standpoint of why do we need to have safeguards put on us? We are in a sense God's favored ones. That was Absolutely. the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh and it was so this this vision of their status and this view of the, and it, it's not you know when I started looking at it I'm thinking wow Philippi truly was the place where that could have very easily happened. Sure. With the history that you read about with with Philippi which was quite interesting actually.
1: Well, it's just how it how it applies to to us today. Yes, today you know the whole idea of thinking that we have some edge or that we can move forward based on our history versus whatever needs to be done now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, just really good
0: stuff. Well, and you guys just jumped ahead to the Codex story, oh, which sorry. is where we were going, which is good because I thought also, you know, just as a church, like what you're talking about here, that in a, as a church community, both maybe in, as the, a larger world church kind of thing, maybe even, you know, North America versus other places, local community here at the hospital church. What are our cute projects? Like they told uh, mm. they told him about his digital camera prototype. Well, that's a cute project. Just go ahead and keep that. Don't don't talk to anyone about it. And I thought to myself, even though it's kind of a, an aside, looking at us as a church, what cute projects come our way that, based on our history and our past, we say that's just dumb. We're not we're not doing that. Man, and, and it's interested
1: to hear what Jeff has to say. Yeah.
0: Well, that was a whole nother topic
2: to think about from the standpoint of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, John. John just held up a note in the window that said, don't forget to remind Jeff that he said Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> Cute projects. Looking at it from our denomination. Yeah. This was something that I didn't bring up in the sermon, but I was thinking about it this week from the standpoint of whenever you Try to protect an identity of a or any kind of organization. Actually, yeah,
1: yeah. self preservation becomes the identity. Self,
2: yes, yeah, mm-hmm. self preservation becomes the identity. Wow, and I think what what happens, especially when I mean it happened in a lot of different ways, but our in, when you think about it, any church that strives really hard to protect itself and rests on what has been done in the past always runs this risk of new ways of thinking and i think of one of the things is ecumenicalism you know our ability to work with other churches in our community has not been a very easy thing to get pushed through our organization <laughs> and uh, to say it mildly mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and so when when it comes to that Peace uh, as it works out for us in our communities, whether it be for community service projects or maybe uh, even our justice ministries, all of these different things to get that actually done in our denomination, because our denomination, just like every other organization, doesn't like the dilution of, of their, their brand, so to speak.
0: But in, in their defense, and I kind of had thought of this in this, a similar vein but I mean, you're talking about things that we hold on to, you know, we like to identify as the peculiar people, right? A people with truth, a blue zones, keeping the biblical Sabbath, state of the dead, things that, we, that are important, that we believe are biblical truths, and we want to hold on to those. But well, how do we make that? To-
1: the challenge, I think what Paul is saying in Philippians, which was just a great eye opener, Jeff, is... Those are all good things. Absolutely, yeah. these aren't these aren't bad things that you're forgetting in the past. Right, right. But the problem with the Philippians were they were they were finding merit in them, they were finding yeah. they were finding a one-upsmanship in them, and so I think this the same thing is true. Let's just let's take blue zones as a great illustration because who who doesn't want to be healthy? Right. Uh, that's a, that's a great thing. But too oftentimes we've made our blue zone practices points of division. Yeah. And alienation versus points of of wow, the, yeah. what a neat opportunity here for this kind of thing, and we've thought, I, th- I think, uh, not, not just not just us, I, it, this happens no, in every group, no. but we we think of ourselves as as being a little better mm-hmm. than the person who's not practicing blue zone kind of things, you know, and, <laughs> which is just it's just so sad because. All they are are ways to have a better, enriched life. It doesn't make you a better human being. <laughs> it doesn't make you kinder and more gracious. Yes, and no, more God fearing. Um,
0: but I think it's a good illustration because I also, when you were going through the history. Philippine, how this got started and that it was like an, a Rome 2.0 with all the, you know, like American Express, you know, yeah. privileges, don't all the leave, privileges. Home. Don't leave yes. home without it. But I, I think the early church very oftentimes, I know at least from myself, how I viewed it and how I hear other people talk about no matter which denomination you're in, oh, the early church. Now, whatever you need to know about church, that's how you do it. Because the early church was—that's oh, a good point. They you know were up, the good early point. church is up here, yep. so whatever they did, they weren't—they
1: weren't there, or they wouldn't have understood they weren't up here. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this
0: is like the read Acts fifteen. It's like Jesus is here, and the early church is just a just a hair underneath of it, and so I, I to me it was almost a little kind of a little comforting in a way to say, here's a church that we hold in really serious light as far as being holy, having a true understanding. I mean, Jesus hasn't been that far removed and the stories are still fresh and yet they're dealing with, I mean, you can take some of these things that we're talking about that they were dealing with and we can add like things from our, like women's ordination or, you know, big, big ideas about what church is and isn't and who Jesus and God is and who they aren't. And they dealt with it the same way. Right. I mean, they had to deal with it, too. They, it wasn't like it was all just roses. And it's yeah. this has been, you know, how many thousand years later? And we're still having the same right. thing that, we have, to, well, that we have to deal with.
1: Well, Philippians 2 has to color Philippians 3. Um, and Philippians 2 says, is the whole passage about Jesus was willing to give up divinity and heaven, you know, that all that. All yeah. that did not give up divinity, but I mean, leave the Trinity did, and come yeah. to Earth and become a servant uh, to the point of death. And that's talking about here's here's a model of if you have any ability to claim one upsmanship, certainly Jesus <laughs> had the ability, <laughs> had the right for one upsmanship claiming. Uh, sure, sure. And yet he comes and humbles himself to the point of death on the cross. And, and that model, as Paul says, is what you Philippians should be following. Not not. The, the other, And so, so forgetting what is behind. I mean, I just – you did a great job, Jeff.
2: The, the side of that, there, it's an interesting – as you bring up Philippians chapter 2, Paul makes it really clear that none of us have arrived. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That the point of this whole thing is that no one
1: got there
0: or is, is, or there, is yet? there yet.
1: Yeah. We, we press on to take hold of what – for what – that for which Christ <laughs> took hold of us. Took hold of us, Right.
0: It's why people really love Paul in Romans more than James. You know, Cuz we can we can all feel like, you know, Paul had this again as maybe as a, a human that wasn't Jesus. Maybe Paul has the most right again to claim all these things, which he kind of does. He's like, "Hey, I mean, as good as it got as a human, yep, that was me. I mean, I got bloodline, I've got the law. I knew it inside and out and still, yeah, yeah, I'm not not there. I, I'm, I'm not, not there. there. Yeah. I'm but
1: I there. continue to strain. But I continue. And, and I don't and I don't I don't this whole forgetting what is behind text, I don't try to trick myself into thinking I'm something I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. I sh-
1: I, maybe I did some great things in the past. Maybe, maybe God used me in some really incredible ways. But I don't. I I got. I can't take any merit in that. It was. It was Christ in me, the hope of glory. Paul yeah. says, and so I don't take any credit for this. I don't. I don't. I don't rely on this. I just press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me
0: really is. I mean when you stop and think about it that way and in the context of the message, that's pretty hopeful. Oh and, and it's very humbling to just remember that that that's seemingly pretty easy because in the heart of it I think we know for sure that this wasn't I, I know if I do something good it's like, oh Randy, look at you and it's like, oh boy. Surprise, surprise. Even the <laughs> crazy yeah. squirrel gets a nut once in a while. And this
2: this really of all texts that you can read, this should really Fly in the face of people who have a problem with perfectionism, yeah, and the perfectionistic movement of us being able to hit that absolutely.
0: Well, you know, actually, all this has been really, really good, but one of my favorite parts of the message was the balance that you talked about with your dad and the discussions that, like, together about this very verse about what it means to be a Christian. I mean, I think that's something we all resonate with, whether it was, you know, some people maybe didn't grow up with their dad, but someone in their life that had they had these kinds of conversations with, and the balance between knowing our salvation, like like you said, your dad knew that that was one thing that they had, whether they had food or whether they had a place to call home, he knew about that, but then how quickly that assurance and that something, you know, the, the things we like to hold on to, it just so dear. Is also the flip side of the sword that just goes, "Oh, well, how about a checklist then for you?" <laughs> you know, and it, it quickly turns into something that is detrimental to us in our thinking. And I feel like this is something we have to get right on a regular basis to prevent these giant swings in our spiritual journeys. And I know there's always going to be, you know, mountaintop (laughs) experiences and there's going to be the valley. But what's the best sage advice maybe either of you have for someone who's listening right now and shaking their heads in agreement, maybe frustration with this part of their journey that just is like. Cause that really resonated. I could just feel the warmth of those conversations. And then right. as you were talking about him, it was clear that it was dear to you as well. Well, you know, that's interesting. <clears throat> My
2: dad was very strong on, on discipline, you know, disciplines. He, he was, a, I mean, he was so much more regular. I mean, he, every single day he had a, I would wake up and he'd be in devotions and sure. doing his Bible study and, and, and and I admire I admire his his consistency and all that. And I think sometimes we we get caught up on this idea of well I could you know re, you know rest on my laurels so to speak as it relates to my disciplines. But I, I think when we put discipline in its right context of what it is in my life and why it's there. And uh, rather than making it a checklist, like I've, you know, I've done my memory verses for today. I've done, <laughs> right. Know,
1: and, yeah. and a, as opposed to a checklist, an yeah. opportunity to place ourselves where God has access to us. That's what the disciplines yeah. are all about. All about yeah. Just saying, hey, God, here I am. You know, you have access through prayer. You have access to my Bible study. Through meditations, through fasting, whatever we're, whatever a discipline we're practicing, yeah, and yeah.
0: that became more clear to him sure. down the road. What did you? How did you just say that? Exposing yourself, G-
1: giving God access to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like
0: that. Just giving, just being with whatever you're doing, even if you don't know what to do. Sometimes that's the hard right. part. It's like I don't sure. know what to do this morning. I read my Bible. I feel uninspired. I prayed, but I feel uninspired. What? How do I? Well, what else am I supposed to do?
1: That's the, why the devil's biggest tool is busyness. Um, (laughs) That's true. Because it it keeps us unfocused on giving God access to our lives. And so it's not that we don't want to or maybe maybe aren't intending to. It's just that we we, we run a lot in our culture, and it's a badge of honor to be busy, and Mm -hmm. being busy makes it hard to give God access. (laughs) But I do
2: think it has to do with focus because, I mean, and that's what Paul's saying. He's saying you're not doing all of these things. Right, Just so you can look back and look at all your accomplishments. You're doing all these things because of, you know, what God has already grabbed hold of. That's crazy.
0: All right, guys, if you've heard that and you were just thinking to yourself, man, I could have really, I could use this in my life and maybe know somebody else (laughs) that could as well. Share this episode of the podcast. It's super easy. Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google (laughs) Podcasts, Spotify, all those different things. Go ahead and share that because I know if you're like me, it's something that you need to be reminded of pretty often in your own life. All right, this week, one of the FHC takeaways asked, Read Philippians 3, 13, and 14 in more than one translation. Then take some time to write it in your own paraphrase. How might it become more meaningful and personal for you? This is something I do pretty much every week when preparing for the podcast. Whatever we're talking about, Mm. I'll usually go and read at least the verse and more often the whole chapter, maybe a one or two on either side, just to try to get some ideas about where we are, what this means. So many things can reach out and speak to our minds and hearts differently when we change our perspective, and translations are a great way to create opportunities for us to think on these things from a different perspective and let the Holy Spirit do His work or her work, however you look at that. So take the takeaway challenge and let us know how reading this passage in as many translations as you dare has impacted your idea of the text and how God has spoken to your heart in the process. It's always the same, 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And our final thoughts are from Jeff's message, and they really are and should be the comfort we all seek in our spiritual walk. He said, God is relentlessly reaching out for us all the time. All he asks is that we put down all that distracts us and reach out for him. That's pretty profound. And Mm -hmm. just, what is that? Is that two? Yeah, two short sentences. That pretty much wraps it up. All about focus. All yep. about focus. I like it. All right. What text are we misusing this week? I heard it said something about the truth sets us free, John eight thirty two. That's it. That seems pretty straightforward. So I'm curious about what we're doing, and why we're gonna ruin this verse, too. <laughs>
1: okay, what in the world See can we, we do gonna, to this? We don't just mess up your life a little more. <laughs> Go for one more week.
0: Oh my, the truth will set us free. Who's is this you and yep. andy, yeah. Yeah. okay? Yep. Do you want to give us a teaser or no? The truth will set you free. <laughs> <laughs> truth in advertising right there. All right. That means you're going to have to tune in on Saturday to watch the message. And of course, on Wednesday, to hear the rebuttal or any other insights. That's going to do it for this week. Jeff, it is good to have you back. Could be back. Looks Finally. like you're up and about and spry yep. looking yeah. good. They yep.
1: sat down while I preach. I mean, this is yeah. get this whole new sitting you know, style. Right? I, sort of like I, professor-ish. I
2: think I might have to start standing up if I keep calling William Barkley
1: Charles. <laughs>
0: you know i i kind of
1: great it's a great it's a great word jeff it was it was great
0: <laughs> that you brought that you brought that up i kind of i'll just throw it in i kind of enjoyed the sitting down
1: oh yeah it was nice it was nice, nice. i like
0: that so all right as always join us again next wednesday it's going to be episode 177 <laughs> and you just never know who may or may not be here so it's always interesting <laughs> stay tuned thanks for listening guys have a great week